My name is Kate and I am four years old. And why is Jesus better than anything else? Because um, he made the sky. Being a kid isn't easy. You know you're supposed to be good, and sometimes you feel like you're doing a great job. But then the next minute, you do something wrong again. That's why we need Jesus, and to remember the good news of the gospel every day. Not just the part about when Jesus came to earth, but God's rescue plan from before he even created the world, and the hope of living with him forever, so that we can see through every story in the Bible why Jesus is better than anything else, and why he wants you to join him. glad to be with you again today on the Jesus is Better podcast. And what's even better than learning about Jesus is knowing that Jesus knows and loves us and wants to be our friend. And just like you might know the things your friend likes or doesn't like, when we hear these stories about God, we can get to know what kind of a friend Jesus is like. Last week, we learned about how the Israelites followed all the commands God gave to set up the tabernacle and how he got Aaron and his sons ready to be priests. When everything was finished and Aaron prepared the sacrifice, God sent fire to burn the sacrifice and fill the whole tabernacle with the cloud of his glory and holiness. He wanted to be with the people and keep showing them the best way to live and how to deal with their sin and impurity through sacrifices as he led them closer to the land they were looking forward to living in. After the tabernacle was completed, over the next few weeks, God taught Moses all about the sacrifices that the people were to bring to the tabernacle so that he, being a holy God, could live with them. He'd already explained some of it to Moses on Mount Sinai, but now that the tabernacle was finished, God showed the Israelites exactly what to do. The animal offerings were to be given from their herds or flocks and weren't supposed to have any sickness or look bad. If someone brought an animal offering to the entrance of the tent of meeting, they were supposed to put their hand on its head as if they were giving their sin to the lamb, goat, or bull, and the animal would take the punishment of death for them. The priest would then put the animal's blood on the altar and cut up the animal into pieces and put it on the wood and burn it on the altar. Then God would be pleased with the smell of the sacrifice. If they brought a grain offering or bread offering, They were supposed to pour oil and sweet spices and salt on it. Part of it was to be burned, and the other part Aaron and his sons would get to eat as a holy part of God's offerings. If they brought a peace offering to God, they were supposed to kill an animal outside the tabernacle tent. The priest would throw the blood in the altar and then burn the animal's fat and other inside parts like its kidneys and liver, and God would smell it and accept them. 
if a priest sinned, he was supposed to offer a perfect looking bull and sprinkle the blood seven times in front of the curtain hiding the Ark of the Covenant and put some blood on the horns of the altar of incense and pour the rest of the blood on the bottom of the altar of burnt offering. If all the Israelites sinned by mistake, when they realized what they had done, they had to offer a bull, and the leaders would put their hands on its head and kill it for the sacrifice. If a leader sinned by accident, he was supposed to offer a goat. Anyone else who sinned by mistake could offer a goat or perfect lamb. Then God would be satisfied and forgive them. If anyone sinned by pretending they didn't see a crime happen or touch the dead body of an animal they weren't supposed to touch or other kinds of unclean things they weren't supposed to, or if they made a promise they couldn't keep, they could bring a lamb or goat as a sin offering. If they weren't rich enough to own a lamb, they could offer two turtle doves or pigeons. And if they were still poorer, they could offer a handful of flour. If anyone accidentally touched something holy he wasn't supposed to, he would have to offer a ram as a sacrifice to God. The Israelites also had to bring offerings if they deceived or lied to another Israelite or robbed them. They had to pay back what they took plus a little extra and offer a ram to sacrifice. The Israelites could also bring offerings thanking God for something, giving freely to him or after making a big promise. They were never allowed to eat the fat or blood of an animal. Parts of the animal sacrifices and grain offerings were for the priests to eat in a holy place in the tabernacle. Aaron and his sons were supposed to wear their priest's clothes to remove the ashes from the sacrifices, but change into different clothes when they carried the ash outside the camp. And the fire on the altar wasn't ever supposed to go out. Well, soon after Aaron and his sons were ordained to be the priests to serve in the tabernacle, two of Aaron's sons, Nadab and Abihu, had an idea. They each got a censer and put some fire in it and threw some incense in it too to offer to the Lord instead of offering the incense and sacrifices the way God had told them to. So God sent fire out and both Nadab and Abihu died in the fire. Moses had to give Aaron a message from the Lord. He said, I will be shown as holy by those who serve closely with me, and I will be glorified before all the people. And so Aaron didn't say anything. Moses told Aaron and his other sons, Eleazar and Ithamar, to stay inside the tent of meeting while all the other people cried about Nadab and Abihu's death. God told Aaron, Make sure that you and your sons don't drink wine when they do their jobs in the tabernacle. You are supposed to be able to tell what is holy and what is not, what is clean and what is unclean, and you're supposed to teach the people of Israel all the commands I have given them through Moses. 
when it was time to offer a goat for a sin offering, Moses found out that Aaron's other sons, Eleazar and Ithamar, burned up the whole offering instead of saving the parts they were supposed to eat in the sanctuary. Moses was so angry that they didn't do exactly what God had commanded. But Aaron said, They did offer the sin offering and burnt offering before the Lord. But look what things have happened today in the Lord's presence. What would have happened to me if I would have eaten the sin offering before the Lord? So Moses said, Okay then. God told Moses, Tell Aaron not to come whenever he wants into the holy place inside the veil because I will be in a cloud over the mercy seat on the Ark of the Covenant. One day each year on the Day of Atonement, everyone will stand outside of the tabernacle and not eat anything. Aaron will go inside and offer a sin offering for himself and for the people of Israel two goats and a ram, but one of the goats won't be killed. After he offers the other two offerings and brings incense into the holy place and sprinkles some of the blood on the mercy seat, he will lay his hands on the live goat and confess the sins of the people of Israel and send it away into the wilderness." God taught Moses and Aaron which animals the Israelites were allowed to eat and which ones were unclean to eat, like camels, badgers, and pigs, certain kinds of fish, and certain kinds of birds. He reminded them that he brought them out of Egypt to be their God, and that because he is holy, he wanted to teach them how to be holy too. He taught them what sacrifices to bring if they had a baby or when they became clean again if they had a disease. If their disease didn't go away, they were unclean and had to live by themselves outside the camp. But if the person got healed, then they were supposed to take two birds as a sacrifice and kill one and dip the live bird into the other bird's blood, sprinkle the person and let the live bird go free. Even their house could have a disease and become unclean. All their sacrifices had to be brought to the tabernacle, not wherever they wanted to offer a sacrifice. They weren't supposed to live in the impure ways their Canaanite neighbors were living, but only in the ways God told them. And they were never supposed to burn their children as a sacrifice to an idol because God's name is on each child who is born. The person who did it was supposed to be killed or else God would do something about it. The Israelites were supposed to leave a little food behind in their fields for the poor people to gather, and they also had to take care of those who were blind or deaf. They weren't supposed to hate each other, but to love them as much as they loved themselves and honor the old people. God taught Moses about all the holidays they were to celebrate each year, 
the Sabbath every seven days, the Passover, the Feast of First Fruits, where they brought the first food from their harvests to God, the Feast of Weeks, the Feast of Trumpets, the Day of Atonement, and the Feast of Booths, where they would build little houses to live in for seven days to remember how God kept them safe while they lived in tents during their travels to the Promised Land. God told the people how to grow their food, too. They were to plant crops and harvest them for six years, and then in the seventh year, the land was supposed to have a rest. Anything that grew by itself they could eat, and the sixth year would produce three times as many crops so they would have plenty to eat. Each 50 years, they were supposed to forgive all their workers' debts, and if they had sold land, it would go back to the original owner. They weren't to make their fellow Israelites slaves because God had rescued them from living as slaves in Egypt. They could also make vows or special promises to God by giving money, animals, their house or land, but not what was already dedicated to the Lord, which was called their tithe. If one of the priests had a disease or sore, he couldn't offer the sacrifices. Only the priests were allowed to eat parts of the sacrifices because the sacrifices were holy, as well as the loaves of bread they baked each week to put on the table in the tabernacle. God said, I have made you separate, just like you are separating clean animals from the unclean ones. I am making you holy so you can enjoy me and enjoy being like me. You are mine. God had shown his beautiful glory by coming down in a cloud into the tabernacle. He was teaching them the best way to live and the way he had set up for dealing with their sin and impurity. Whether they sinned on purpose or or made a mistake, God was willing to accept their offerings and sacrifices in the way he taught them. But Aaron's sons, Nadab and Abihu, chose to ignore the way God had told them to told them to offer sacrifices and to do their own thing with offering fire. And so they died. The other brothers were scared to eat parts of the sacrifices God had told them to eat. But God kept choosing to be with the Israelites. He didn't say, okay, I give up. Just take care of yourselves in the desert or go back to Egypt. He wanted to keep teaching them the way to live in his family, what holidays they were going to celebrate together, and how they were going to take care of each other, even the poor, the sick, and old people. While the other nations around them were worshiping idols and even sacrificing their children to them, God wanted the Israelites to know what was evil and what was holy, and how they could love each other and live well in their land. Just like they had to separate unclean animals and eat only clean ones, God was teaching them how to be clean and forgiven and not love the unclean or evil things the other nations were doing. Jesus still wants us to be part of his family, but we have it even better because when we acted like Nadab and Abihu, ignoring the good ways God set up for us, Jesus came to earth to be our perfect sacrifice. 
But even though we had a perfect sacrifice, we weren't holy enough to offer it. So Jesus came to be the perfect priest too. He obeyed God in complete obedience and offered himself, dying on that cross, so that his blood could make us clean forever. In the book of Hebrews, Jesus is called the great high priest, since he was greater than any of the other priests who offered sacrifices. Because he came to earth to live in a human body, he knows and understands the things we struggle with, like struggling to obey our parents, even though Jesus never sinned. The priests were separated from the Ark of the Covenant by a curtain, but when Jesus died, the curtain in the temple ripped from top to bottom, showing that because of Jesus' perfect sacrifice for us and perfect obedience given to us, we can come near to his mercy seat, his throne of grace, and ask him for help and grace and everything we need. Anytime we feel tired or like we can't keep being kind to our little brother or feel like our parents are giving us too many jobs to do or like they don't have time for us or like we'll never learn what we need to know for school or have friends to play with or that our teacher will never be happy with us. Because Jesus came alive again, he sees everything that happens to us and wants to talk with us about anything that is hard, scary, or even good. The Israelites weren't supposed to touch the holy things, but because Jesus has made us holy through his sacrifice, we can run to our holy God, letting him give us a giant hug and enjoy all the good blessings he has for us and give them to others. Will you run to Jesus, inviting others to run with you? Will you let his love fill you up so that you can give it to others? Will you let him show you what it means to live in his family? Let's pray. Holy Jesus, thank you for offering yourself as a sacrifice so that we could be made holy and live in your family. Would you help us to ask you for everything we need? Amen. All right, guys, thanks for listening to our episode today. Can't wait to see you next time.